All right, what's up, crew? Welcome to another episode of the Clover Tech Podcast. For a matter of record, October 14th, 2021. Going to bring in here shortly, uh, Eric, with Alpha Omega Kydex. Yeah, we're going to talk holsters. So uh, first, I want to say that if you're uh, joining us live and if you are early, well, there's two ways you can get your questions in, and we will uh, do our best to to get the answers to those. The first, obviously, is through Super Chat. The second is going to be to uh, ask your question. But before you do that, type at CloverTac. That's the at symbol. CloverTac, all one word. That should get the questions to me. I'll throw them up on the screen. We'll ask uh, Eric as we're moving forward and uh, get those answered. Uh, second thing, as always, big thank you to uh, the crew out there on Patreon, the crew that are YouTube channel members, those that, of course, throw those uh, super chats our way, and all of those that shop, clovertack.com slash shop, and you can see all that scrolling below. So, uh, yeah, without further ado and all of that good stuff, uh, let's bring in our uh, guest of honor, so to speak. Uh, Alpha himself, I suppose, as some people call you. Anyway, what's happening, man? Yeah. How you doing, Chris? I'm well. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, it's been a minute. We saw each other what a couple weeks ago now. Yeah, been about two weeks. Going on two yep. weeks for a little while there. So I want to ask before we get started, um, was that your first time? Because I've talked to several people. Uh, that have never been to USCCA to the Concealed Carry Bullets and Mouthful, Concealed Carry and Home Defense Expo. Um, I've yet to talk to somebody that has been before. Was that your first time or had you been before? No, that was actually my first trip. That was my okay. first trip there. Um, okay. I think last year, I think they did it up in, uh, I forgot where it was at. Um, I didn't go last year, but I'm hearing for the next uh, five years, they're going to have, have it up in Fort Worth. That's a uh, word on the street. I don't want to um, commit to that, but yeah, little birdie told me that for sure. So what are your thoughts about that show? I was just curious. Um, being that I think first, the first year being there, um, it was a little on the small scale. Um, but yeah, if, you've, again, if you've been to a shot show or an NRA or something, right? It's like, wow, this is a oh, different yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, you definitely walk through it pretty quick. And and because I'm there networking and, and wanting to talk to people and meet people and stuff like that to further business, I zip through there real fast. I'm not there to look at a whole lot of product. I kind of do my rounds. And, uh, you know, then then I start kind of going, OK, who am I going to go talk to? What am I going to go do? Um, like while I was there, I met up with the guys with Nightstick and, and talked to them about uh, weapon lights and stuff like that, and making them part of, you know, my uh, um, lineup of flashlights that I offer for my holsters. And uh, actually just today um, down over here, I just got a bunch of weapon lights in from nightstick um, today. So yeah, it was, now good. Had, it was um, good. Now have you, have you dealt with nightstick before or is this your first time dealing with them? Um, I talked to them at the last shot show. Um, I think there was, might've been a little miscommunication on what I was looking to do, uh -huh. um, with the person I was talking to. So I was kind of guided in the wrong direction, um, with the folks that I talked to, but at USCCA, I was able to talk to those guys and they were like, Oh no, don't talk to them. This is not the right person to go talk to this guy. And then they ended up, 
one of the guys there was actually the marketing guy. And he told me, he says, well, hey, here's my card. He started writing information down and uh, said, hey, what weapon lights do you want? Um, we kind of went down the list and everything else and, and made it happen. So it was a it was a delayed thing with Nightstick, but we're finally here. Right. Um, so I want to mention real quickly out there in the uh, live chat for those that are joining us, there is a poll up. It's asking uh, basically how do you carry uh, OWB, IWB appendix or other? So let us know, and we'll check that poll before we uh, before we get off the stream here, recording the the podcast. So for those that don't know about Alpha Omega Kydex, and we're about five minutes in here, so if anybody's going to show up live, they probably already have. So let's kick this off, and uh, yeah, just give us your spiel that you would normally give. I know who you are, obviously, <laughs> do, but give us the spiel, just who you are and what you do. Let's kind of take it from there. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm an everyday guy out there. I mean, realistically, it's been a little bit more than 10 years ago. I kind of started, you know, getting into to more and more shooting, trying to do competitions, things like that, and realized that there were just, there were a lot of holsters out there, um, really high priced or really just made really bad. Um, so I got the wise idea that, Hey, I can build something for myself for cheaper and better. And that was not the case um in all reality but uh, i started messing with kydex about 10 years ago um fast forward three years from then it was seven years ago that i actually made alpha omega uh, a business uh, been doing it since um every year i've seen growth um i started this company with 500 bucks um and i'll tell you my first few holsters that i built they look like junk I, I have a couple of them. I will never let them see the light of day again just because nice. they're so terrible. But, you know, are they the functional? Years, are they at least functional? They're functional. They're absolutely nice. functional. They're just nice. ugly. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're uglier than sin. They work. Um, I was definitely proud of them uh, when I first put them together. But, you know, over time, I got better at it, um, learned more, um, talked to other guys in the industry, and they kind of helped guide me in the ways of getting better at it. Um, gave me tips and tricks and things like that. A lot of YouTube videos, um, a lot of self-learning. Um, I come from the construction background. So, you know, with my, with my knowledge of construction and doing stuff with my hands, it kind of helped me start building my own vacuum presses, my own uh, foam press presses and, and uh, you know, boards and stuff like that. So, learn how to block out weapons um, for weapon lights and, and find those retention points, that kind of stuff. So you do got to have, you know, kind of a, a mind for ingenuity when it comes down to this, you know, building holsters and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I don't want to, uh, to beat around the bush a little bit. And I think, you know, this, the holster game is super competitive. So Absolutely. <laughs> with, that, with that in mind, if somebody was to ask you, and again, if you're out there in the live chat, throw those questions uh, out there. You can super chat them or uh, put at CloverTac, all one word, and uh, we'll get those asked. We're going to bring up the website here in a minute and look at some product. Um, but if somebody was to say what makes you guys different than the next guy down the street or in the next city or state, what's your answer to that? You know, it's... I think I'm, I'm still doing a lot of stuff by hand. Um, a lot of guys are going to CNC machines and stuff like that. Um, I'm still doing a lot of the holster product by hand. So it's a lot of touch and feel. Um, I'm checking retention and everything else. So 
you know, when you talk now, when you get down to the quality control portion of it, it's, it's these two hands right here checking to make sure the retention is set good, um, that there's no, no pinch points, that there's none of that kind of stuff. I would say just about, I would say every holster, honestly, um, before they even get packaged up, goes through about anywhere from five to 10 draws before it even goes in the package. Um, a lot of hol other holster guys, they're slamming stuff together, CNC, fold it, throw it in a package and go. Um, and you know, to get the money and I'm not going to say that they're, they're necessarily wrong. If that's what you're looking for, you know, cool, right. whatever. Um, but I care about what I'm putting out. Um, there's a lot of other Kydex guys out there that, that are solid in the game that, you know, I hope that I can reach their level, you know, one day and I'm, and yeah, I'm going to say it right now. Yeah. I've got a target on a lot of people's backs right now. You know, I've got to punch up, you know, kind of thing. I don't really punch down when it comes down to it, but I'm also the same guy that will reach out or if I have a, a new guy coming in the game, that'll reach out to me and ask me, Hey, what can I do to do this better? And I'll pass that knowledge. I'll pay it forward just like other guys paid it forward to me. Mm -hmm. um, we do a few things that, that some other guys don't do. Um, some guys are pretty much, Hey, we're going to, and I'm going to lift the holster up here. Like this is an inside the waistband. Some guys will only do this type of setup. But not only do I offer this type of setup, I offer a quick clip where you don't have the tuckable RCS clip. You can choose to have a claw or not um, on an inside the waistband. But some guys will actually take a holster like this without this hardware. And back here, they'll put blocking in here and they'll do a paddle or a tech lock. And that's their outside the waistband, which pushes it you know, quite a bit off your oh, body. Wow. And that's the only thing they offer is out for an outside the waistband versus like what I do. This is an outside the waistband for, sorry, trying to figure out the camera here, but um, that's an outside the waistband. And you can see it's, it's a night what they call a 90, 10 press. So it's about 10% of the gun and everything is on the backside. 90% is up on the front. So what ends up happening is you have less gun pushing on your body, more gun off your hip, but it actually causes this curvature that's in there actually causes it to hug tighter to you. Mm -hmm. um, so options, I offer a, a crap ton of options. Um, as far as colors, you can even get custom prints. Um, some guys are, hey, we're gonna make it for five different Glocks, five different SIGs, and five different Smith and Wessons, and you get to pick between the colors of black, black, and black. You know, and that's it. Um, I don't, Everybody likes their own holster and how they want to carry it and what they want it to look like. So we right. offer, we offer a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. So we got a couple of questions. Let's uh, let's jump into those real quick, and then we'll take a look at the website and some of the products and yeah. talk about that sort of stuff. Uh, Gunmetal guy out there, he says, ask the guest if uh, ever a design process. Have you ever designed or considered, or is it even possible to design a cross draw? kydex holster um it is possible to do a cross draw um kydex holster i've seen some guys be successful with it um i've seen a lot of failures with it um it is possible to do it it has a lot to do with just where the belt loops are um and how it's designed so you've got to camp the holster quite a bit to be able to get it this way and then belt loops have to be dropped so this is the top of the holster which would be at your hip line so all of this 
has to turn kind of this way to be able to match that belt line to be able to get a cross draw. It can be done. Um, I don't have a lot of requests for that kind of thing. So I haven't really explored it too much. Um, that's the only reason, one of the, one of the reasons why I don't do it. Well, there you go. Uh, and uh, Andrew Carmichael out here. He said, uh, could one have a holster made for a juice can? <laughs> They're cold. He says, I don't want to carry them. Uh, having a cool, want to have a cool drink at his ready. So, uh, Andrew, be it funny out there, but. Um, it could be done. <laughs> I, that's what I was going to say. It could be done. And I see a lot of, obviously, mag holders, right? Flashlight holders, things of that nature. Uh, dip cans. Um I mean, you, you name it, if it can be formed and it can be formed without wrinkling, some guys will actually sell crap that's wrinkled, um, which drives me absolutely up the wall. But, um, yeah, it, if it can be formed, it can be done. Um, I've kind of messed with the dip can thing here and there. I've had a couple of friends of mine ask me, um, and I've done it. I've literally taken a Copenhagen can and filled it up with uh, some cement, let it get hard and everything else, and then I've used that as a former. Uh -huh. Um, it's not something I do that often just because I don't get asked that often. Um, right. I probably, I probably should do that. Maybe a cold beer can start doing prints. There you go. <laughs> now you, you were talking about the wrinkles. So is there, is there certain patterns that are worse than others when it comes to wrinkles, covering up blemishes, things like that? Do, is there certain ones that you prefer to stay away from? I, I hate doing white anything white um because white just it gets filthy um i've had i've had clean hands scrubbed my hands clean done a, a press on something that's white and there might have been a little bit of dust or kydex i mean i'm in a shop that's got kydex dust all over the place mm -hmm. any bit of kydex dust anywhere near near that that uh print when it's hot it just molds right into that that white plastic um, so that's a nightmare. And like I said, you can have clean hands and for some reason the oils on your hands will always attract dirt and you'll get it on white. So white sucks. Um, I try to stay away from white as much as possible. Um, wrinkling wise, I mean, when you get into to prints like this and as you're looking at it, because the way my logo is designed, it'll, it'll roll real easy over it but if i had a straight line that came straight through here like a blue line print or a red line print those have a tendency that they will kind of get a little wavy when they get over like on this area where you got your retention and stuff like that and when you get over the slide area coming over here it could kind of wave just a little bit um it's kind of you know, it, unfortunately, it is what it is when it comes down to it. Um, I've pressed the holster a couple different times just to make sure that thing stays straight as possible. Right. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, with the way that I press things on that 9010, um, there's a lot more definition on the outside of the holster than, than when it comes down. Let me phrase that. Because there still is definition on the backside. Mm -hmm. um, there's quite a bit of definition on the backside. Um, it's just, uh, it, it's a little bit not so severe on the drops in the corners uh we got uh edc texan out there uh says uh, do y'all make left-handed holsters that are made for left-handed in mind not just reverse the clips 
So EDC a, Texan, I make holsters for wrong-handed people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, that's my joke. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, anytime I post up a left-handed holster um, that I made for a customer, I always do a hashtag wrong, wrong-handed, and then I do a hashtag Southpaws. Uh, Southpaws deserve love, too, or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but, yes, we do left-handed. Um, it's not just the belt loops flipped the other way or anything like that. It is a, it is a form fitted left-handed holster. Now Lou, this one was going to come up. Travis T out there is asking, do you guys have an FFL uh, for shipping uncommon uh, guns or what is the process used to, uh, for you guys to facilitate making a holster for somebody that's got something less common? So that has been one of the challenges. Um, I do not have an FFL. Um, for some of the uncommon guns, there are some manufacturers, some of the mold manufacturers that I search. I got about six different outlets to be able to get molds from. Um, one of the hard parts is, is if none of them have it, they do all have the idea of, Hey, they've got an FFL. So if you have the gun shipped to them, they'll make a mold. They'll ship the gun back to, to you and your FFL and facilitate it that way. And that way I can get the mold. But what I do do, and I'm in the great state of Texas, so you're allowed to bring your gun to me. I don't have to have an FFL to do that. Um, and I confirmed that with the DA to make sure that was good. And it was actually when the DA brought me his personal gun to right. make a holster for him. Um, I asked the question, I said, Hey, is this, is this anything that I'm going to be doing? That's going to be illegal with anybody dropping a gun off for me to make a holster because it's a new, a, a unique gun. Right. And he says, no, or man, you're in the state of Texas. It's like me letting you borrow it. He goes, it's, yeah. we can do that here. So if you're in Texas and you're near central Texas, I'm between Waco and Austin, get a hold of me. We'll set something up. You'll come down. I do this at my house. So it's not like you're going to come meet me at some strip mall or something. You know, you'll come down, drop the gun off to me and, and you'll know where I'm at and we can get it made. Right. Uh, 2AEDU out there, not a question, but dropping down some love with a uh, five spot. Says, hey, guys, what is nice? What's A-E-D-U? up? Um, yeah, that threw me off from what I was going to ask. Oh, you were talking. I wasn't going to ask anything. You were talking about the dropping stuff off. Yeah, I think the stipulation is as long as you're not working on, right, you're not gunsmithing stuff. Yeah, as long as I'm not gunsmithing it or anything like that, and I'm not doing anything as far as gunsmithing goes, under the technical terms, I'm not modifying anything. The most that I might do um, is when I'm done using the gun, mm-hmm. I clean it, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. and that's just me getting ta- any, any possible tape residue off or anything like that. So yeah. yeah, I'm not gunsmithing or anything like that. And that's a, and that's the thing. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. So, but when you're talking about people that Cerakote, um, that gets into a really iffy area. Be careful with that because most of the time they have to disassemble that to blast it and do everything they got to do and put it back together. That's gunsmithing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a very by, touchy by area. Yeah. You got to be careful. So um, you want to jump into the uh, website here for a uh, few minutes. Yeah. And uh, for those out there, it's alpha Omega uh, If you're in the audio podcast world listening Obviously, you uh, can't see the screen, so uh, log on and, and follow around. So let's talk about first, let's take a look at your, uh, what would you consider your flagship holster? The one you saw the most. Oh, of? 
honestly, lately, it seems like I'm doing a lot of my outside the waistbands on my drop leg setups. Um, so if you go there to the outside the waistband right there, click on that. And then on the, uh, um, I believe if you go up right there at the hardware option, mm -hmm. and if you click on that, it should open up a drop down that will say like UBL, um, leg strap, that kind of thing, UQLS. Should click if you click on that, it should take you to a picture. Oh, nice. So okay. there we go. Yeah, so that that type of setup is is probably one of my flagships right now. Um, I'm doing a lot of these type of setups for um, battle belts um, for a lot of folks. I do That's these cool. in level two for folks. So what it is, what you're looking at there, um, that's actually my sponsored shooter. Um, he does tactical games, he, um, Justin Green. And what he, what his setup is, that one anyway, in that picture is a UBL, Safari Land UBL with a QLS uh, fork and receiver plate. And then I put spacers between the UBL and the receiver plate, and we love, run the leg strap through there. So that setup right there is his primary battle belt. But with the uh, Safari Land QLS setup, he can take that holster off and he can click on his uh, Glock 34 with a TLR1 right onto the same setup. So oh, you wow. could be at the, yeah, so you could be at the range with that setup. And I have the same setup myself. Um, and I can run my staccato and then I can take my staccato off and then I can switch over to my Glock and then I take my Glock off and switch over to my SIG at the range just, you know, throughout if i might have a weapon malfunction that i can't fix uh on the on the range or i just want to shoot something different like my staccato has a red dot mm -hmm. but my glock doesn't um if i want to run you know irons then i'll run my glock or my sig if i want to run my red dot i run my, my staccato which seems like lately i have the staccato and i run that all the time anyway <laughs> right but yeah so i mean um I don't know if, you, if everybody can actually see it, but this is actually like my battle belt setup. So, oh, wow. So, and this is what I'm going to show you guys with the with the QLS setup. So, like, this is my holster for my staccato, but I can literally just there's two forks you squeeze down here, and you lift it right off, and that's nice. the setup. So then, when you're ready to go, click it. It locks into place. It's not going to go anywhere. Run the strap through your leg, and you know, with, with this setup, I can run, you know, two pistol mags, two AR mags, IFAC kit, um, from active carry, um, I've got my knife and then I've got tourniquet, tourniquet holder all the way around on a double ring belt. Um, so that's the nice thing about those holsters, but so that's pretty much kind of been like my big seller lately. Mm -hmm. Well, um, it, it makes, it makes sense. I mean, it uh, is it. So let me ask you this. If you buy that setup, then the uh, shells for the different firearms, is there a price break for that shell compared to buying the whole setup to start out? So you can actually order just the uh, holster with a fork on the website to where if you've already got your own battle belt set up right. and you already have a UBL and maybe you have a receiver plate on your UBL, you can actually order just the holster with the uh, um, fork. Mm -hmm. And then that belt setup is actually called our phalanx the one i just showed you of mine mm -hmm. um it's not on the website right now my belt manufacturer went out of business and i'm actually in conversations with another belt manufacturer 
um, to bring the phalanx back. And I'm hoping to be able to do a drop before Christmas when it comes back. Um, but there is a price break. You can buy the belt. You can, the, the base price is like a double ring belt, two mag, uh, dual mag carrier, and then the gun holster on the UBL with the QLS setup. And that's your base price. And then what ends up happening later on, say three months down the road, you buy a new, new gun or you buy a flashlight for the gun that you were carrying. You want to order another holster. You just order it with a fork off right. the website. And that way you can, that, that way all you got to do is click it on your holster, your rig and you go. Nice. So make it all interchangeable depending on what you're doing. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, what if you were in a situation that's like, okay, well, I, I, I want to use this for competition purposes, but then I also want something for when I'm, you know, out chasing those pigs or something, right? So my right. gear would be a little bit different in that situation. Yeah. Um, all right. Where, uh, where should we go next? Um, let's go to the inside of the wastebands. Let's go down the line here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's check our poll before we do that and just uh get an idea. Like get over here and see. Uh so looks like we've still got uh looks like it's a dead heat with OWB and IWB on the poll. If you're out there listening live, jump into that poll. How do you typically carry? Let us know and we'll uh announce the results of those hear it a little bit so uh yeah iwb and owb is tied so yeah i guess we will go to iwb um cool. there it is what do we uh what do we need to know about the iwb now is this i'm sure you're going to cover it but this is a lot of manufacturers distinguish between iwb and aiwb is this so what you're looking at right there is is a standard iwb that's our standard in, uh inside the waistband uh holster that's going to be, uh, you'll notice that there's two retention screws underneath the trigger guard there. Um, and then you'll see that clip right there is the, uh, um, the quick clip. Mm -hmm. So that's your base model holster for an inside the waistband. What I do a little bit different than everybody else about three years ago, I noticed everybody was kind of going to the threaded barrel and red dot game. So I had jumped out way ahead and said, everything is going to be open bottom. And everything is going to be cut for a red dot. And the reason being is that way, if you bought this holster right there, everybody's seeing, and put a threaded barrel on your Glock later on, you don't have to buy a new holster. Um, you, you put a red dot on it later on, you don't have to buy a new holster. You can just use the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's a hard one. I can't really see what's going on there. <laughs> they got the it's, same holster. Yeah, same holster. Still the IWB, right? Yeah. So, so, but what I've done is those two retention screws underneath the trigger guard are actually the exact spacing of this right here. So if you wanted to take that holster and you wanted to change from the quick clip that you saw in that picture to an RCS clip or a claw later on, or leave the quick clip on it and add the claw later on, you could do so um, just by ordering it and, um, we sent it out to you and the cloth still lines up and everything else. So if you want to take that holster and go, okay, I'm carrying it my four, my three and four o'clock, or even all the way back to my five, but now I want to carry appendix order the cloth, put the claw on and you're good to go. And now it's an AIWB. Yeah, we got so it. if you go, if you go through those pictures, you actually should come up some, to some other pictures of uh, holsters. Unless I need to update the website. 
Yeah, just a little small for the uh, viewership here, but that's okay because the audio podcast world can't see them anyway. Um, right. So if you, to, go ahead. I was going to say, if you go to the hardware option and select, um, I think, RCS clip. There you oh, go. Okay. There we go. So, yeah, I, I forgot. I changed the website. So now it's you click the hardware and it'll show you what's there. So, like, that one right there would be considered an AIWB. Um, because it's got the tuckable uh, clip on the front, um, just like the one I kept holding up, and a claw. Um, and you can carry that appendix. Bonus uh, little bit of information here is that foot that is on that claw, it's got like that little texture uh, section there, right mm -hmm. there. There is a screw in the nut. The nut's on the back, screws in the face. Um, Door Kickers Union on Instagram had posted up a picture of a similar holster like this. And he had the quick clip on it and the foot was missing off the claw. And I thought he lost it. And I sent him a message and I was like, Hey man, do I got to send you another foot. And, and he goes, no, I take it off because I'll carry it at my five o'clock or my four o'clock without the foot. Ah. And it's more comfortable. He goes, because it's not pushing or anything like that on me. He goes, so if I want to run at my four or five, I take the foot off. But if I'm going to run an appendix, I put the foot back on it. So technically right. you can carry this in just about any position. You just have to take the foot off or leave it on, depending on how you want to do it. Right. And, uh, yeah, of course you've got, obviously got a bunch of different, uh, that's the ulti clip right there. Bunch of different options. I mean, that's so that's the way it is with all holsters though. Right. I mean, there's so many, that's what it, it drives me crazy. And I guess my, my question that's going to come up from that, by the way, if you're out there live, listen, drop those uh, questions. But, you know, the question that, that strikes me with this is, so do you ever have anything made and ready to go? Or do you do them as orders come in? Because of all the different customizations and stuff, that's got to be difficult to manage, right? It, it absolutely is. Um, I think that's probably one of the hardest things to manage. Honestly, um, I could probably say that I do lose a few customers because I do not have stuff that is ready to ship right now. Um, because there's so many different options. Um, there are companies out there that say, Hey, this is the stuff that I have ready to ship. It's going to be in a quick clip, no claw in black. And I've got it for Glock, Glock and Glock and Sig, Sig and Sig. Um, and I could do that, but I have so many people that reach out to me and say, hey, I, well, I want a claw or I want this or I want that. And so I just build stuff as the orders come in. Um, I take the orders in. They, they show what they want. Um, right now, I'm on a two to three week lead time, uh, which isn't too bad at all with the industry right now. I know guys that are out there that are on a six. I've even seen up to 12 week lead time. Um, I know there's some other guys that are out there that, say that they're on a three week lead time and I've got customers coming to me. Hey, I'm going to order a holster from you because I'll get it sooner than I did from the other guy. And I'm waiting five weeks already. And he said he was three weeks out. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, so that's, that's pretty the hard common. part. That's pretty common. In, it, inaccurate, it inaccurate landing times, right? You said yours was how long right now? Currently? I'm, I'm uh, currently running two to three weeks. That's not um, I'm, I'm actually, Slightly ahead of my two-week lead time. Um, I'm, I'm probably about five days ahead of my two-week lead time on orders. So I have, well, I have, right now, I have customer orders. My soonest one that has to be out is the 18th. 
and it'll probably go out tomorrow. <laughs> well, you probably just jinxed yourself. I'm just saying you shouldn't. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'm actually, honestly, to tell you the truth, Chris, I'm not super worried about like jinxes and all that kind of stuff because <laughs> I've been man uh, managing that with my customer orders, and I've actually got a box sitting over here that's shipping out tomorrow to Minnesota for a gun store restock. And I have another gun store restock order that's, that's sitting in the wings right now that'll go out on time. And I will still have all my customer orders out on time. Um, I I run a tight ship. I work two jobs, (laughs) right? I sleep, I sleep four to five hours a night. Oh, that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> um, EDC Texan out there. I'm not real sure. We went through some of the clips, so I'm not real sure what this question is. And if we don't answer it, uh, EDC, then elaborate. But he says, do you have options for all clips? Um, so do, do depending you know on what, what you're looking at. <laughs> so if you have, so let's talk outside the waistband, you can get speed clips to where you don't have to take your belt off. Um, you can actually put your holster on. Um, that would be like a, almost like a paddle, but kind of it goes it goes on a holster like this. Slimmer. Um, but what ends up happening is on the clip, it's actually got a little bit of a, a J hook kind of deal right. on the front and the back. So it'll have one back here and one on the front out here, and it's actually split right here. So it will actually flex as you go through behind your belt. And uh-huh. a J hooks on your belt. Uh, okay. um, it's something that has been pretty popular with some of my law enforcement guys that will go from uniform to uh, plain clothes work, and or when they're in in and out of the station, they can actually take their holster holster off with their gun in it, put it in their desk drawer, you know, and have it locked up or whatever else. And if they get a call, they can just easily grab the gun and holster all together, slip it on, and and hit the road and go to their call and do what they have to do. Um, so you can do speed clips on outside the waistband. These ones are the match point infinity belt loops. So that's another option to go with. Um, now, these ones good. Just real quick. When you're talking about the belt loops, you've got the variety of sizes for those, right? Um, yes. One and a half and one and three quarter inch. Yeah. That's the only two that matter. <laughs> really? Realistically. Yes. Cause there's only a, couple of manufacturers that make up the two inch um for belt loops for that type of outside the waistband and i'm gonna be honest with you they're crap yeah <laughs> yeah well all of my I belts will... are all of my belts are 175 I've, I've gone to 175 i just like that profile a lot better so sorry i interrupted you but i just wanted no, you're to throw good. that out there yeah so like the infinity loops those are those in my opinion are the best belt loops um that we offer because a couple of things with them, they're made by Matchpoint USA. Um, but like you can see that there's four different holes back here. And you can take this belt loop and flip it and actually camp the holster. Or you can take both of them and flip them and cause it to ride higher. You can bring them all the way down. So you have multiple options on these belt loops and just their configuration and how they're built for camped adjustment up down that kind of thing um those are probably my biggest sellers on belt loops and then we have our standard belt loops which are you know they sit off off the holster a little bit so it does push the holster about eh, half inch more off the body half inch to three quarter inch more off the body than the infinity loops 
those are our base, uh, our base holsters, uh, our base price, uh, loops that come on a base model holster. Right. Um, but the, the infinity loops are an upgrade. So gotcha. I personally think they're great. When you go to inside the waistbands, you got quick clip RCS. Um, so you have a quick clip RCS, the mod four, the DCC mod four, which is a spring metal clip. You have the DCC monoblock, which is a spring metal clip and you have the ulti clip. And then we do the match point USA, uh, PTL push to lock, um, soft loops. Um, they're not really like a soft loop design. They actually have little ribs on the back that actually hold it in place a lot better. And they're a little bit more rigid than a soft loop. I like them better. I have yet to break them. I broke a holster testing them. Right now let's, uh, jump into, well, before we, before we get out there, by the way, drop those questions. We will get to them. Um, but while we're talking about, uh, loops and whatnot, so we talked about belt sizes and some people out there aren't aware of that. And I know for the longest, I wasn't aware about, you know, belt width. And then I ended up getting a, a nice belt that I liked and I got a holster and it didn't fit. Uh, so I had to start paying attention to that one and three quarter. So if somebody's got, let's say a thin dress belt, right? Let's say that they're wearing slacks and that dress belt and sport coat, whatever situation, right? Um, what type of clip would be optimal in that situation? Would it be more like a no belt situation? Um, no, I mean, you can go with an inch and a half. Your dress belts are, I think are like one inch. Some of them are, I think they are. (laughs) Some of them are super thin. Um, a lot of it has to do with, with how you wear your belt. Um, and this is a common thing that I see a lot with the industry is I'll have people tell me, Oh, well, you know, I went to go draw my holster out and my gun out. And as I came up, the holster came up with it and then it released. And my first question is, well, are you wearing a belt? Like you should be wearing a belt. Is it snug? And I've actually had people tell me, Oh no, I kind of wear it loose. Well, there's your first problem. If you're wearing a belt loose, it's going to slide. Now, if you're wearing a one inch belt and you have inch and a half belt loops on there, where it's snug, where it, I won't say tight to where you're sque- squeezing yourself, <laughs> but at the same time, where it's snug enough, you're going to get some holster movement when, when you go to draw. Um, you're not really going to have an issue when it comes down to like up and down movement as you're just normally walking or anything like that. It's just that it's that based off that retention, depending on how tight your retention is set on that holster. Right you want to have a tight enough retention where the gun's not going to fall out, but you don't want to have it so tight that you grab a hold of it and you're sitting there like trying right. to fight the gun out of it too. So yeah. give it yourself a wedgie almost. Right. <laughs> um, so we've got a couple of questions and comments out there. Let me uh, try to bring them up. Um, so I think I asked, we think we covered that, but uh gunmetal guy USA says uh he'll go to the website. Did he say ulti clip or similar clip available for his product for the non-belt situation? Yes, ulti clips are available for if you're if you're wearing like so the ulti clips are a big seller for ladies um wearing leggings, um, things like that. I've had some guys say, Hey, I can wear it with my gym shorts or my you know, it is gray sweatpants season, so drive those ladies crazy, guys. Um, just do us all a favor. Make sure that 
the drawstring is tight on whatever non-belt system that you are wearing because the weight of your firearm has a lot to do with keeping your pants up. <laughs> um, right. If you're carrying, let's just, let's just be honest. If you're carrying a, a Glock 19 with a TLR one in an inside the waistband with an ulti clip and your pants without a belt are not snug enough to hold the weight of that gun to keep those pants up, you're not going to leave the house because your pants are going to be down like around your thighs or your knees. So make sure that they're snug enough to hold the weight of the gun. If you're going beltless. Right. Well, the same, same principle you were talking about the belt being tight. I mean, same, same principle. Yeah. You don't want your pants to fall down unless you're wearing suspenders or something like that. Uh, next, That'll work. Too. <laughs> and, uh, and another... I, want, I dare someone out there to go post a picture of them wearing gray sweatpants and suspenders. <laughs> don't don't tempt me don't tempt me uh don't dangle that carrot in front of me so we've got uh edc texas out here they get a, a good point i think says uh says i'm gonna uh, buy an off-the-shelf holster so i can carry and then order a holster more custom fit to this firearm um yeah i don't i don't disagree with that do you if you've got a uh i, I don't you know, um, I'll give you, I'll give you a custom, a couple of little examples. Um, the range are, I don't know how much you've come down to Austin, but the range at Austin, which is like the premier boutique gun range, um, in Austin, they actually, um, carry my holsters in their store. They've almost pushed all of their other Kydex guys out, um, which is great for me, <laughs> but, um, right. When they order, they order their top selling um, guns. So Glock 19, SIG 365, SIG 365 XL, um, SIG P320s. So they'll order like their top selling. They'll order them without flashlights. They order them in all right-handed because let's be honest, it's a right-handed dominated world. Sorry, left, left, not lefties, left-handed people. Um, but you know, in reality, it's it's a right-handed dominated world. They order inside the waistbands with a claw. They order um, my flex carries. Um, and then they order like outside the waistbands. Those are your off-the-shelf holsters. They order them in all black. Um, some folks go into a gun store and they buy their gun for the first time. And they don't know what they want. So they immediately go to the shelf to go buy something and they buy the first thing that they look that looks like it's going to work. And this is how you get a lot of folks wearing uncle Mike's <laughs> right. or, right. you know, some really crap holsters out there. I which mean, is, cause which yeah. is fine, which is fine. If that's a vehicle that gets you ultimately to the point, right? If you, you know, yes. if you're on a budget and you say, okay, well I can pick up this uncle Mike's for 20 bucks instead of spending 60, 70, 80, over a hundred bucks. If you want leather, whatever the case may be until I decide what I want and what I think is going to be best. Um, instead of just buying, because we, we all are that way. I've got a drawer and in, in a, in a tub and everything else full of holsters, right? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I don't know. I don't know how they breed the way they do. And I'm not a tactical concealed carry. You know, I just don't go crazy for the newest, latest holsters and all this other stuff. I don't. Right. And right. I, and they multiply like that for me. So if they do that for me, I know they do it for everybody else. Um, oh, they do so, it for me and I'm a holster guy. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're on a, if you're on a budget, then there's nothing wrong with that. It's the same, same principle. I see it as the same <coughs> principle. 
people go, well, what, you know, oh, man, like Texas has has a constitutional carry now, right? So I've got a lot of people go, oh, what firearm should I get? And I'm like, well, what can you afford? That's like the most important because a gun in your hand today is better than one that's on layaway for 90 days, right? Exactly. So get something that is going to be moderately reliable and do the job, right? That yeah. fits into your budget now and then throw some money back in a coffee can or whatever you got to do to, to upgrade later on. And so I, I ultimately don't have a problem. And, and that's the point I wanted to make with, with EDC. Tech yeah. Tech. I mean, I mean, don't, don't, don't take it like I'm slamming uncle Mike's or anything like that. They're a great, right. you know, they're a great entry level. Hey, I need a holster now kind of holster. Um, I'm not a fan of any nylon holster that's out there in the world um, because they're just, they're bad. Um, <laughs> but and I mean, there, but I'm going to tell you right now, there's other Kydex companies out there. I've kind of, I've kind of got a little bit of a, of a reputation for kind of being an a-hole to other people um, when it comes to, because I'll call other Kydex companies out if they're just blatantly putting crap out mm-hmm. um, or lying to their customers. Um, I've been, been known to do that. I don't know if you saw my post when I posted up that we were going to be going live tonight. But I said I want to talk. You know, I might bring up some of the Kydex misconceptions out there. Yeah, um, let's do it. Um, yeah, but, I mean, before we <laughs> before we do though, let's put a pin in that just for a second. Remind everybody out there if you have questions, throw them in the live chat while we're asking. If you're listening to this in podcast replay audio, remember if you join live, you can ask those questions. And also, if you're live, there's a poll up there on how do you carry. Let's knock out a couple of these questions that way we get yeah. caught up. I don't want to get behind, and let's put a pin in. The differences, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the materials and the workmanship, right? And the differences yeah, there. Yeah, a couple other things. <laughs> okay. So put a pin in that. Let's let's get to that for sure before we get out of here. Um, so we've got EDC Texan. He said, uh, yeah, when you were explaining clips, he said, uh, yeah, that answered the question. He's not a fan of metal clips because he always ends up scratching his car. So uh, there, gotcha. you, there you go. Uh, and the defense dad is saying, uh, are there any hybrid options with a leather sweat guard for fluffy dudes? So real quickly, do y'all I, offer any? I hybrid? do not offer hybrid yeah. op- options. Um, leather is a thing that I've never been successful at with playing with. So I just kind of stay away from it. <laughs> I hear you. And uh, G23, he's got the right idea. He says, order the holster before you buy the firearm. That way you have an excuse. So there you go. There you go. Go to alphaomegakydex.com. <laughs> <laughs> Order it. And then uh, now once you get that holster, you have to have the firearm, right? Yeah, there uh, you go. So you go down through here and make sure we're not missing any questions. So EDC, I don't know if 2A EDU, he says Alpha Omega. You look familiar. Since I'm not sure who the guy is with the clover on his hat. So you may follow, you may follow them over on Instagram or something. 2A EDU, it is, it is possible. I don't show my face too often on my Instagram. I do, but I don't. I do a lot more lives, and my lives turn into car wrecks, right? Because I'm normally drinking. Chris Lang out there. It's saying, sorry I'm late. It says, I need a nice holster outside the waistband for his full-size XD45. Uh, and Chris, um, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Chris is in Texas, too. So, uh, there you go. Uh, if you can shoot me an email, alphaomegakydex at gmail.com. Shoot me the details. Or if you're on Instagram, alphaomegakydex, give me a follow. Shoot me a DM. 
Um, you will not talk to anybody else. That's <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I'm the owner. I'm the guy who builds it. I'm the guy who packages it all up. I'm the guy who orders the materials to, to get here for the shop. I ship it. I handle the website. I handle the marketing. <laughs> I handle it all. Uh, right. My brother-in-law comes and helps me once in a while, but you know, it's, it's me. If you're talking to somebody on Instagram in DMS, you're talking to me. <laughs> right. The problem with, with brother-in-laws and letting them do you favors is that you have to return that favor. And sometimes that's not worth it with brother-in-laws. That's what I found anyway. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, gunmetal guy USA out there. He says Uncle Mike's holsters is the high point uh, of the uh, EDC belts and holsters. So, yeah, I would agree with that uh, totally. And and if you have a high point, that's about your only option for a holster that uh, that works. I've that built do. I've built two holsters for high points. <laughs> They're out there. They are out there. I was I was I, joking. I don't know why you would buy a high point and then spend. A lot of money on a custom holster. I don't so know real why you quick, do that. But funny, funny, funny story. I was at the auto parts store picking something up. A guy saw my truck because it says Alpha Mega Kydex on it and everything else. We started talking and he goes, Well, I need a holster for my carry gun. And I was like, Oh, okay, what do you got? And he goes, High point. And I went, Yeah, I don't do it, dude. And he goes, Well, I'll bring it to you. And and I was like, I really don't want to do it, but yeah, okay, fine. And he brings me the gun. And he picks out this blue line print because his dad was a police officer that I have sitting on hand and their custom prints, they cost more. So I ended up letting him, you know, we built a holster for him and everything else. He was happy with it. The damn thing probably cost almost as much as his high point did, but he showed up to pick it up carrying a Kimber. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you have a Kimber and you carry the high point. And he goes, well, yeah, because if I shoot somebody, they're taking the high point. I still got my Kimber. That's true. <laughs> I uh, mean, and, and we're talking the Austin area, right? Well, I'm I'm North Austin. I I no, oh. I work in Austin. I I won't live in Austin. Hell, so no. I've I've <laughs> talked about. I mean, it's it's one of those situations. God bless Texas, but I hear that a lot. I hear that reasoning a lot, and I don't disagree with that reasoning. Everybody has to make those decisions for themselves. But I've literally. Not not witnessed firsthand, but I've got a lot friend, a lot of friends in law enforcement, right? And I've I literally know or I know of firsthand anyway, or however you want to put it, uh, self defense situations that have went down in my county or are fairly close. That literally, law enforcement shows up, <clears throat> the funeral home shows up. The person that pulled the trigger signs of some paperwork. That's <laughs> a police report, essentially. It's what they call the blue form around here. And they go home. Uh, and they go home. Yeah. Right? So it, it does depend on where you're at. I, I, and I acknowledge that that could be a problem. I don't worry about it personally. But uh, I see where it could be a, an issue. Now, 2AEDU, who said he recognized you, he says, were you at the uh, IV8888? No, I was not. Yeah, you. I'm were not in well Fort enough. Worth. I'm not. I was in Fort Worth. Um, yeah, so I, I do get invites to certain things. Um, some things I haven't gotten invites to. I think it has a lot to do with either I'm just not well enough known. Um, I did, you know, and we, you and I were talking about it at USCCA that my Instagram got nuked at like 4,000 followers on election day um, last year, which sucks. And I've been trying to rebuild it. Um, I'm finally getting. A little bit closer back to 2,000 followers again. 
So I was on a really great organic growth through my page. And like I said, on election day, my page got nuked. So everybody kind of forgot about me for a while. And then I popped back up and everyone was like, oh, dude, I thought you shut your door. So I was like, no, I've been here the whole time. Right. Right. Quiet, so with that, quietly trying to rebuild. <laughs> so with that, don't do it now, but everybody uh, live and then everybody listening in the podcast form, go check out Alpha Omega Kydex over on uh, over on Instagram. Uh, one last question looks like we've got here, and then we'll jump into what we put a pin in earlier because I think that's important. But Defense Dad says, any outside-the-way spin HKVP9 long slide options that has proven hard to find? And you're right that it's proven hard to find because no one is making the mold for it yet. Um. I've got but a couple of molds. Didn't you say yours were open bottom? They are open bottom. So if I cut it for the VP9, I mean, I don't know what the difference is in length between the long slide and the standard VP9. And maybe he can answer that real quick. Um, but yeah, it, I typically, I open bottom, open bottom them where some compensators will fit through um, and then, or threaded barrels. Um, I know that okay. like my Hellcat model, it's, that's uh, open bottom. The R the RDO that they just came out with will actually fit in a standard Hellcat uh, holster. Okay. So, okay. When you're talking about sticking through, you're talking more about the compensator of the barrel, not the slide, then, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at this, this is this is an open bottom holster um, for my staccato, which I don't have a threaded barrel on, but if I did, it would pop through just a little bit. Um, this is a three, Sig 365 XL. This is my daily carry holster. Um, you'll see that the bottom's open. If I ever, ever went with a threaded barrel on the, the XL, it would pass through and it wouldn't have an issue. So this may not be an option for defense dad, uh, but here's the issue. So the, the holster I've got, which is a drop leg holster, the videos on my channel, defense dad, if you want to check it out, uh, search for like Walter drop leg or something. We're not going to mention the, the brand obviously, because Everybody, we need to be talking about Alpha Omega Kydex here. But I want to mention this just to potentially help. That uh, I got the 5-inch, the full-size Walther PPQ. And this company at the time did not make a full-size. I still don't think they make a full-size holster for that. Uh, and with a, a Dremel and some files and sandpaper and a little bit of time, uh, I was able to open up the bottom where it fit. So... Uh, it works. I'm just saying it works. Uh, it can be done. Um, I don't like, was... I don't like this much of the slide and all hanging out the bottom. I don't like that. It doesn't necessarily look the greatest, but it's, it, as you mentioned earlier with your crappy holsters, you may first attempted, uh, it's functional. It works. So yeah. It, it, and it definitely can. I mean, it's, I mean, I can fit, so I made some holsters for Tim Kennedy and he can actually take his LS edge 509, a 509 LS edge and fit it in his 509 tactical um, holsters because they're all open bottom because the slide um, on my mold for my 509 tacticals that I use is doesn't have the little dip in at the very end. It's just straight. And the 509 LS edge actually dips in at the very bottom where they lengthened it. So he can holster his 509 LS edge into the 509 tactical holsters because that much of that, you know, the end of the LS edge sticks out the bottom. He don't like it either. That's why we ended up building him, 
you know, LS edge holsters. So now he's got an outside the waistband and a range holster for, for it. Right. Yeah. And defense dad out there says that he did dribble off <laughs> the end of a, of another one, but the uh, front sight tends to get hung up. Uh, interestingly enough, I don't have that issue other than it looking <clears throat> horrible. Uh, mine is completely functional. And then he also says out there that uh, his is an inch longer than the standard VP nine, but it's a special cut on that last inch. So um, defense dad, I'll look it you. up, but shoot me an email or if you're following me on Instagram or something like that, shoot me a DM, send me a picture. I'll look up a picture of it um, and I'll see if there's something I can do, but I'll reach out to my suppliers. It's probably been about a month since I talked to them about it um, and see where they're at with it. Right. So we're caught up on those questions. So let's go back. Let's pull the pen out of what we did earlier. Uh, and you were going to talk about, you know, think we're going to talk about the, the di- misconceptions. So I'm going to give you the floor. Everybody listen up. Here, here you go. This is uh, probably the most important part of this podcast <laughs> right here. So, uh, you so got the floor, Eric. I'm not going to mention any company names or any, any names really in general. Um, but there's been some conversation out there about holsters. And uh, when you talk about Kydex holsters and guys like me that are, you know, building here in the United States and keeping a supply chain going for holsters, using American-made products and building this with our own two hands. There's been some talk about, you know, outside manufacturing and going to other countries and having things made and then having shipped here and then packaged and going with um, injection molded holsters and different types of, of setups and everything else. One of the conversations that was had was about the retention point, which you could probably hard to see with the camo, but the retention point right here, there's a little bit of dip where it grabs around the trigger guard. And there's some people that said that it's not safe. And there's some products that are coming out right now by certain people that are using a different retention type. And I can guarantee you, if you take this and I, was to put a firearm inside this and shake the heck out of it. It's not going to come out because it's not held in by a magnet. Um, and that's some of the stuff that's coming out. What wasn't talked about is this area here. Those are retention screws. So you have two points of retention adjustment here. So when you buy a Kydex holster, whether from me or anybody else, if they don't have retention screws in this area underneath that trigger guard, in their pictures or something like that, or if they're held together with pinch tight kydex to kydex with a rivet, my personal opinion, stay away from it. And the reason being is because you have no retention adjustment. Whatever that feels like going in when you get it, it's going to feel like that until it wears out and then it falls out. Mm-hmm. This has an adjustment. Right. So when you go buy a holster for me or several other kydex guys out there, you'll be able to adjust that retention as you see fit, I typically tell people keep a little bit looser retention as you would for an outside the waistband than you would for an inside the waistband because you have your body and your belt squeezing on this holster. So keep a little bit looser retention. Put the holster on, fit it. If it doesn't, if it feels too loose, pull it out, quarter turns, adjust your retention until it feels good. There's a lot of people out there saying that. Garage Kydex guys aren't paying attention to this kind of stuff and they're failing if they don't go to, to um, injection molded type of stuff. 
the failure points on injection molded holsters is there is always a seam somewhere where stuff is welded together via plastic welding. Those are your weak points on injection molded holsters. Kydex starts out as one sheet. This one sheet turns into this. There are no weld points. There are no um, issues when it comes down to that. Will Kydex crack? Yes, it will. You drive a truck over it, it's possibly gonna crack. Slam it on the ground, it should be fine. I've tested my holsters myself. I've had people like Tim Kennedy test the piss out of my holsters and not have an issue to where they're still using them today. They're proven with law enforcement and things like that. Sweat guards. I don't know about a lot of guys, but I like to keep protect my investment to where it doesn't get a bunch of rust on it from sitting up against my body. So I cut everything with the sweat guard unless you tell me not to. So multiple clip options. A lot of guys are out there just trying to sell a product that they're not even putting their hands on. And earlier I talked about quality control. There's folks out there saying that, oh, Kydex guys in the garage, there's problems with quality control. And I will tell you that 90% of the guys that I know that are building holsters out there, building quality Kydex holsters, they're so anal about quality control on their product before it goes out. Just like I am, everything is test fitted. I rub and touch every edge on this thing to make sure that there's no sharp points, no points that are going to cut you or rub, rub, rub you raw while you're wearing them. That's my rant <laughs> for now. <laughs> that wasn't much of a rant, but, but we'll take it. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. Right. Now, G23 out here is uh, asking, uh, does he offer level two outside waistband left hand? I do offer level two outside the waistband um, for left-handed holsters. Um, right now, the only thing I have in stock is the speed lock setup for the hood. Um, Safariland SLS hoods are becoming a little bit hard to get right now. Um, I'm actually sitting on back order on some of them, uh, waiting for them to come in. But the speed lock is in stock um, on hand if you're okay with using a speed lock which I actually kind of like a little bit better than the SLS hood because the speed lock works like a, uh, almost like a LS button instead of pushing down and forward on an SLS um, on the uh, speed lock, you push, you, you actually just rock back and the hood snaps forward. So like the ALS button on the Safari land holster, you push back on it, releases the holster. This one, as you come down for your natural grip, you hit the button and drop back to get your grip. The hood snaps forward. Yeah, it sounds like a little a little more natural, right? It, it is. It actually is. Um, if you're following me on Instagram, um, Paige Boo, one of my brand ambassadors, um, has a level two for her CZ. And then if you are on there, I did do a benchtop video. I'm not talking. It's just me showing how the speed lock code works. Awesome. Uh, well, we're caught up on questions. You've uh, explained a lot. Uh, I want to throw it out there again real quick. AlphaOmegaKydex.com uh, is the website we were looking at, mainly for those that were in the audio podcast world. So uh, hopefully you were uh, checking that out uh, as we were talking. Um, yeah, before we get out of here, give you the 4-1 last time. Eric, uh, just uh, 
closing words, if you want to give those, where can people find you? Obviously, we talked about the Instagram and the website, but uh, just give us your Yeah, so, so Instagram, Alpha Omega Kydex. I have a backup page that is A-OK Holsters. Um, as a backup page, I'm always trying to build that one just in case someone decides to report or nuke my page again. Um, alphaomegakydex.com is the website. Um, DM me on Instagram if you have any questions. Um, shoot me an email if you have any questions. Um, I'm happy to help anybody out. I get questions all the time about, hey, what do I want to do or how do I want to order this? This is what I'm looking for. Um, don't be afraid to ask. I prefer if you guys are happy with what you get instead of getting something and then it not being right. And then we got to go back and forth and, and try to make it right and fix it. I will always make it right. I always try to take care of my customers the best I can. Um, custom prints, reach out to me, shoot me an image. We can do those too. And uh, it's been great being here with you guys. Yeah, you know, that's something that I forgot who, but I had somebody in a comment ask about a holster. I don't remember who it was. And I don't know if they're out there live, if they are, or if you're in replay. My apologies for not remembering. I get a lot of comments. But they were had some hesitation about ordering a, a, a holster, right? A custom, mm -hmm. let's call it a custom holster. And I'm like, you know, out of all the holster companies I've ever dealt with, and that's not to say there's not ton because we talked about how saturated that market is with different companies. So that's not to say there's not the the, the bad ones out there, but out of all the ones I've ever dealt with, uh, and, and you are certainly one of those, I can vouch for that, uh, you're going to get taken care of. Don't think that if you, you, you order something and you get it and it's not right, you don't like it, um, yeah, I can guarantee you that uh, Alpha Omega Kydex will, will make it right. I can promise you. So. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And like you said, it is a saturated market. It seems like it is realistically. Um, when I first started kind of making this into a business and trying to get, you know, my name out there, I had another Kydex guy turn around and tell me, he says, dude, take a whiteboard, put a dot in the middle of it. That is you. That whiteboard is the Kydex world out there. And that's where you reside. And I was like, wow, really? And when I started looking at all the companies out there, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of companies out here. You know, with that being said, search out a good, reputable, reputable company. Um, be careful of what you're buying, you know, read reviews, um, reach out and talk to other people, ask questions to Kydex guys. We're always willing to answer it. Any company is, right. um, we're willing to shoot pictures and, and sometimes we got videos. I'm going to try to be building up my YouTube page with videos. So, I mean, we're willing to ask the questions. I mean, we want your business. Um, and I've got customers right now that have ordered like 20 something holsters. You know, they came to me first and they were like, you know, Hey, I want one of yours. And, they bought other stuff and they said, no, yours is the way I'm going to go. And that yours is where I'm going to stay. And like I said, 20 something holsters later, they're still here and they're ordering. Like I had one guy, he ordered one day and like two or three days later, he ordered another holster right behind it. And I contacted him. And I said, Hey, I said, I'm just going to go ahead and ship both of these together and just kind of knock it out at the same time. And he goes, Oh, okay, cool. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's a big deal, I think, and that's not just because I do this with uh, the video and the live streams and the podcast, but, you know, it's nice, I think, for folks, and that's one of the reasons I appreciate you coming on and having this conversation is I think it's important for, you know, not necessarily the owner or the CEO or whatever to get out there and actually have a conversation with people like yeah. you had today out in the live chat, but it gets 
folks to where they know, they see a name, they hear a voice, they can associate that with a brand, uh, and they don't feel like they're just a number, right? You go into Walmart, yeah. let's face it, or Target, or what your number to them, right? Oh, those, yeah. folks, those folks don't care about you. They don't know you. They're certainly not going to you know, sit down and have a conversation with you. Um, yeah. And that's it's a lot different. Uh, real quickly, we've got a couple yeah. more that, that come in. G23 out there is asking, do you do logo prints? So do you do any customized stuff like that? Yes, so there, that's my logo. That's my logo on my personal holster. Um, so, and then because I'm kind of, I guess, slightly conceited. There you go. Well, hey, uh, uh, a girl has to advertise, as they say. It's right? called it's it's called branding. <laughs> right. right. Um, um. Yeah. So yes, I can do custom prints. Um, I do um, some. I've done some stuff for the local SWAT team um, where they have their their SWAT team logo on there. Um, I've done stuff for the SWAT team um dhs a lot of um u.s uh united states uh marshal's office task force um and whatever company logos i've done some crazy stuff i've done stuff for black rifle coffee um and some of their stuff and, and lead slingers whiskey um stuff for tim kennedy and sheepdog response so yeah you send me the image and i send it out to my printer i'm not doing printing in-house i just don't have the time for it um, because I value that four to five hours of sleep I get every night. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, but I send it out to my printer and I, and he's really not ever told me no, that he can't do something. Um, so, and I always send out proofs and say, Hey, here's the logo. I send it. He sends it back to me. He sends me the proof. I send it to the customer and say, give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And then if it's a thumbs up, we're moving forward. All right, so we're up against a hard time in about five minutes. For those that come in late, I'm going to chastise you a minute. I love you showing up live. Show up on time because you miss a lot of what Eric has talked about and the other guests do. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the audio podcast world right now is in conflict with the live because if I keep going, nobody's going to want to listen to it in replay. Right. But uh, EDC texted uh, real quickly, says uh, G2C and G3C, are they close? Uh, or order the G3 and state it's for a G3C. Uh, I'd have to double check and make sure. I know I have the G2C. If the GC3 is listed on my site, I have it. If it's on my site, I have it. Um, state that it's for a, GC, a G3C. If it's not listed on there and let me know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember every single gun model. Mo- model i have (laughs) because there is a wall that's off in this direction in the shop right now and there's well over i've got almost 200 different gun molds (laughs) and i don't remember every single one that's on there yeah and and edc out there he's asked a lot of questions thanks for doing that uh we appreciate you out there edc yeah we do Uh, and he he knows he's seen the website he knows how to get in touch with you uh webin who carry out there says i need a custom i BW, I think she meant inside the waistband. We're shooting C, uh, means IWB. Uh, I'm not sure what an as IBW. far as IDBW, uh, that just sounds like a medical condition, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure uh, I'm sure you can hook uh, hook her up. Shoot if, me uh, a message, she needs some. And then finally, we got one here. Uh, G23 says, Do you do a three quarter inch drop leg, three quarter drop leg holsters? So I mean, I'm somebody. You, somebody earlier was asking. I think that was Buck was asking about drop leg stuff. So, so other than the one you were 
showing us earlier. Yeah. That so like one. this one is the Safari Land um, mid drop. Mm -hmm. um, so I have a pretty good supply of the mid drops. This, these drop you off the belt line. Um, if it was something that I got asked um, and requested more often, I can get what they call the low drop, which does bring it down a little bit lower. Um, or you can order the Safari Land leg single strap leg um, panel off my website. And those actually have the arm that you can drop them lower or bring them up higher. Um, and that's the whole drop leg panel. Right. So that's the panel. And then you would do the shell, the actual holster for that. Correct? Yeah. So I, I don't have one handy or at least close enough to me to grab. I don't think I have one somewhere around here, <laughs> but yeah, it's hold on. There we are. <laughs> and he's gone and he's, he's back and he's back. Okay. Wonderful. So this is, this is the single strap drop leg. Um, versus Fireland. This is my personal one. Um, this panel, this little arm back here is adjustable height. So this is kind of set up on a mid drop, which is the same as the, uh, the battle belt that I just showed you. Mm -hmm. I can actually bring it up higher by moving it to that loop or bring it down lower, bringing it down to here. So this, the flex wing or what they call the flex arm or something like that, you can raise or lower. And then this panel sits on your leg. And then we can set that up with a receiver plate because the nice thing about that setup is if I had it on my belt, <laughs> right? I could take this holster and, and lock clip. it in and there use this setup if I had it on my belt. Right. Yep. And do that for any firearm you wanted to make a holster for. So G23 out there. Uh, says, uh, yeah, those options will work. So I think we answered that question. Uh, with that, Eric, thanks for uh, joining. No, I appreciate you out for a little me. while. I appreciate everybody's questions. Um, thank you for all that. I appreciate you having me on. I'm glad we ran into each other at USCCA. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure we'll see uh, each other again soon, yeah. hopefully, for it's uh, for it's all said and done. Uh, Shot before, show. We get, before we get out of here, again, special thanks to the Patreon patrons and uh, the YouTube channel members and those that super chatted out there. I think 2AEDU was one of them. Uh, and those that do shop, clovertech.com slash shop. Again, check out Alpha Omega Kydex, not only the website, but the uh, Instagram and all that. Uh, and yeah, until next time, don't forget to chain fire freedom. <laughs>